No, no, I was just laughing at you. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, with you or yeah. near you, something like that. I, I feel like I need to press up a T-shirt that says "Hip Hop and Sushi." <laughs> I feel like that would sell well. <laughs> Got a beard and it's looking something fierce, having beers with my peers and talking rap careers, reflecting on the years, connecting on the tears. Shipwreck faith ain't always as appears. I'm bringing you fresh music. I'm bringing fresh ideas. I'm bringing you the dudes in the indie music beers. Chilling after shows and talking about the pain with people who learned how to face it and be sane. Sipping on a brew, doing interviews. No topics off the table, but we focus on breakthroughs. So kick up your feet, we're gonna put it in check. You're listening to brews, beards, and shipwrecks. One, two, one, two, a mic check. Stone bands, Royal Ruckus on the scene, just to announce. We got the brews, we got the beards. Tasty interviews for your ears to hear. One, two, one, two, a mic check. Stone bands, Royal Ruckus on the scene, just to announce. We got the brews, we got the beards. Tasty interviews for your ears to hear. Hey guys, welcome to this episode of Brews, Beards, and Shipwrecks. I am your host, Chun Jay of Royal Ruckus, also known as Jamie Bennett. And I'm here to bring you a very special Christmas episode. I hope everybody's doing well this holiday season. Things are crazy out there, but we are making do. Uh, I got a very special little 30-minute episode here. It was a guest spot that I did on the Pirate Monk podcast a few years ago. The Pirate Monk podcast is run by Nate Larkin and several other hosts. You might recall Nate Larkin from one of our earlier episodes in the early days of this podcast. Please go check that out. Uh, Nate talks on that podcast about porn and some other crazy stuff. It's a wild, wild story. But on this episode, we go ahead and dive a little bit into my story, into some of the music that I uh, was about to come out with at the time i have a christmas record which you can stream even as we speak on itunes and spotify and all the things it's called lonely christmas and so i had a chance to sit down with my friend nate larkin uh and talk about that uh we also talk a little bit about the samson society uh samson society is a company of christian men who meet regularly to talk and they also try to live authentically in this life and live their lives out loud with one another. It's a group I've been a part of, uh, samsonsociety.com. You can find out more information there. I highly recommend it if you are a man. And yeah, check it out. Just take a look. So on this episode, I want you to come with me, hang out, sit around as we have a laugh, talk about some deeper stuff. Got a real deep voice. I think it was early in the morning and I'd had a few brews uh, <laughs> the night before. And uh, that day I had my beard, you know. Um, that was really dumb. Um, I'm really dumb. I'm going to just start the episode. Here we go. Right now we've got our special guest who's about to be given permission to speak. But first, <laughs> Nate. Give us a proper introduction. Well, uh, Jamie Bennett, uh, the bearded uh, monk. (laughs) Uh, I I first met uh, Jamie. You're in town. You know, you live in Florida now and work in Florida, but you're in town doing some shows. Is that what I heard? Yeah, doing a couple shows and a music video. Okay. Oh, shooting a video while you're here. Okay. Well, in an earlier life, and now I guess you've gotten the band back together, but you you were part of a a band called Royal Ruckus. Yes. Or uh, a rap duo. 
Yes. Yeah. We, we've had various members in the group, but two of us have survived. Okay. So. <laughs> All right. We, we started back in high school, actually. Oh, did you really? Yeah. In Bakersfield? Bakersfield. Yeah. Uh-huh. We, we went to the same you, school, you went grew, to the same church. You grew up in Bakersfield. I did. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I, I hadn't actually grown up, but that, that's where, yeah. <laughs> uh, All right. Are you, are you okay? <laughs> I made it. <laughs> Survived. <laughs> so, uh, uh, Bennett, I, I, uh, Jamie, I've watched you. I've watched your spiritual and religious journey. Uh, I think we met in a Presbyterian church. We may have, or, or had you? Uh, you hadn't I'd become Anglican yet. I don't think. I think I was in process. But yeah, I, but I had met you at your uh, school. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I was I was an elementary school teacher at the time, uh-huh. and a few of us thought that uh, it would be a good idea to be better teachers. Right. And you gave us the opportunity to learn how to talk to people. Yeah. That how to <laughs> talk to of, a crowd class. Kind I of remember. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so that's where we met. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, yeah. So, but and you now. Uh, this is one of the greatest experiences of my life in Samson was doing a Samson meeting at a Greek Orthodox church. And I'd never yeah. been huh. one before. That's when you were in Philly. Yeah. That was and, super cool. Yeah. Yeah. We, we had a whole bunch of people come out for that. Yeah. And it, it, it raised a lot of interest and it, and it um, sort of changed the way we were doing things in Philly. Oh, yeah. wow. It was awesome. So, yeah, you just kind of been wandering around uh, sprinkling these Samson seeds. So you got that group going in Philly with the help yeah. of another guy. Yeah. Uh, then moved to Florida. Uh, you're working down there and you've managed to uh, help get something moving down there, have you? Yeah, we've got uh, two years strong now in Boca Raton. Okay. All yeah. right. And it's, it's a tight knit bunch. I, I've got to say it's one of the closest Samson groups I've ever been a part of. Uh-huh. Uh, everybody's speaking into each other's lives in an, in an appropriate way. Uh-huh. You know, um, our youngest guy is like 19. Uh-huh. Our, our oldest is 72. Wow. wow. And we all call each other. I mean, 19 cool. year old calling the 72 year old, like everybody is involved in everyone's life in a real authentic way. It's awesome. How, how many guys? I mean, give or take? Uh, on an average, uh, average meeting is like five guys. Okay. But I, th- I think we've got about, I think we've got eight that are regular. Right. And then our extended reach is probably up to 20. Cool. Uh, but that's right good. On. That's the way to grow one, man. Uh, slow and steady so, and build real relationships. So give us, give, give us a little bit about this, because I know there are a lot of people that think I, I'd like to be in a group. I don't know if I can start a group. You've been a part of the conception of a lot of groups. Right. So what is, I assume you've been a, a at least a core catalyst uh, in, in those groups starting. So what's your process now? What have you learned? Yeah, I, th- I think uh, Philadelphia... The, the experience I had there is a good example to talk about because what we did is I had one other guy and we started meeting for beers once a week and we would have a Samson Silas type conversation mm-hmm. and we just made sure that we kept that appointment every week. And then we told other people and then pretty soon once we had one or two other people interested, then we shifted it from just going out for beers to meeting in a living room and that eventually um, led to five or six guys. And then we hit up a church and, yeah. that, and that's when we started meeting in a church. And that's where that group was born. Uh, we kind of had a cheat 
in South Florida. And that was Nate came to speak at the Calvary Chapel. Oh, yeah. And that facilitated a whole bunch of people asking Nate or asking the the pastor that facilitated it. How do I start one of these? And yeah. we just networked and it yeah. was like instant Samson meeting. Just yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just to add people. Yeah. Just to add people. Exactly. Uh-huh. <laughs> I love that idea though. Like the, the, the Philly group, like kind of putting the, the relationship in front of the meeting. Yeah. You know, yeah. like being intentional, like, yeah, this is when we meet and this is what our Sam- Samson, I'm using air quotes, what our sure. Samson group looks like. And going from there, instead of programming it yeah. and going to a church first and saying, well, hey, we want a room. We want to show up and talk about porn and, you know, brokenness <laughs> and whatever. Yeah. Um, I love that. Like starting it that way with friendship. Yeah. And it was, it was very organic. Yeah. And, and it gave us a very solid foundation to get the group going. Yeah. That's that's cool. When when people try to start a ministry at church, uh there, there's so much opportunity for my air quotes failure <laughs> um, because things they have it in their head a certain way. Usually it comes because they're passionate about something and they really want everybody else to have that same level of passion. And something that uh, I've told people for a while now is look, if, if this isn't going to be good for you to do with one other person, then maybe let's let's figure out something else yeah and i don't think it's any different for a samson group that if you have one or two people you can meet and you can even do the entire meeting format with Mm -hmm. a few other guys but you just need to have people in your life it doesn't have to be a big official ministry an official meeting um those are just made up words it's about relationships so i think that's really encouraging to know that that you know, you started it with that. This is good enough with me and this other person, but yeah. I think other guys might want to be involved. So we're going to put it out there, but it's still good enough with me and this other person. Yeah. And I, and I think that sounds like a number of stories that I remember hearing from guys on the Samson weekend that we did in Colorado is a bunch of guys that were coming up that didn't have groups. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah. Find a friend. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't say that sarcastic, but yeah, I yeah, came yeah. out that way. Yeah. Like make a friend yeah. and go get coffee or beer or tea or dinner or whatever. Yeah. Like let it be a running buddy and have real conversation when you go run. Yeah. And let, let that foster from there. Yeah. And that just, gosh, that sounds so healthy. Yeah. You know? yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that sounds yeah. so right. healthy. Yeah. You, yeah. And, and so, Newton, you so kind of lost me on have a conversation while running. I, yeah. I sorry. Don't think most of us. <laughs> well, can, for me, it's typically in the parking lot before and after, but yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. That makes more sense. Yeah. But boy, I did, this is a total rabbit trail, but talking while running, I noticed this because I walk for at least an hour every morning with another guy in Franklin. And while we're walking, runners are passing us, right? Yeah. Uh, men almost always run alone. And even if they're running together, they're not talking. Women mostly run in groups and jabber away as they're walking. As they're, I don't know how they're, how they're doing it. Anyway, that's just yeah. a, 
totally correct. I, I that's have true. theories, but I'm, that's a different podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Nate, I actually tried to run f- once for one period in my life, and that was to hang out with Dane, uh-huh. the guy, for those of you that don't know, that I started the church with. And I am. I became convinced later it was because he was a good runner, and so he got to do all the talking while we ran. <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. But yeah, I just I hope you guys like to to circle us back in. Like I hope you guys that maybe are listening that don't have a group. Yeah. Like take heart in what Jamie's saying. Yeah. Yeah. Like find for find sure. somebody that feels safe. Yeah. Be that safe person for somebody else. Yeah. You know. Right. It, Keep your boundaries. Yeah. <laughs> um, and start it, start it at a bar. Start yeah. it at a coffee shop. Yeah. yeah. Um, that, man, that, that feels so encouraging to me, you know? Now, Jamie, uh, are most of the guys in your group married or single? We have a mix. Uh-huh. And in fact, in the two years we've been together, we've seen two marriages and two divorces. Okay. So, all right. Uh, one of them mine. Uh, all right. Oh, yeah. yeah. So... It, it's 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 been quite a journey i mean uh what what was that like walking through that with the guys did you feel uh the that gravitational pull to isolation did they pull you back in or did you lean into them so because that's that's a really big statement that you walked through that with them there there was a lot of uh, a lot of leaning in yeah and uh nobody really let me isolate yeah. which which was awesome yeah um there, there was that because, yeah, desire. One of those divorces was yours. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Um, <clears throat> it was kind. Of, <clears throat> excuse me. It's kind of weird to to go through a divorce and then also celebrate with your guys. You know, back to back marriages. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and and then meanwhile, someone else is going through a divorce and fighting for their marriage, but it's not. It's not there. And walking through the joy and the pain together. It's just an incredible experience. I yeah, mean, yeah, um, yeah. Just a, ba- a band of brothers doing life together. Yeah. When it's good and when it's bad. Yeah. yeah. And actually having real conversation, real relationship, and getting below the level of uh, sports weather and. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. What, what were what were some of the best and. Well, see, I don't want you to have to say what the worst things are, but <laughs> I'm thinking there might be some people listening right now that know, okay, someone in my group is going through something like that, something really hard in their life. What were some things that you felt like were the most encouraging? Everybody ought to have these tools in their emotional tool belt. You know, I, I would say probably just the availability of the Samson brothers. Um, people telling me, you know, dude, I'm here. Just just call me um, people checking in with me and saying, Hey, you want to go grab a drink or you know, want to come over and play a game? Yeah, yeah. I mean, board games were probably a big part of my journey through all that. Just wow. Hanging, really? <clears throat> yeah. Just hanging with the guys and playing cards against humanity or something, uh-huh. you know, yeah. get, get your mind off it, laugh a little. And you know that the guys are there with you. Yeah. And all that. Yeah. And that is such a dangerous time uh, for any of us. Yeah, dealing with all the feelings of rejections, all the all the ramifications of separation. The urge to isolate is great, and our vulnerability uh, during during that time is so high. Yeah, that's why to me it's tragic to know that even right now, within twenty five miles of where we're sitting. There are at least a few hundred guys 
who are living in a motel or a hotel because they can't go home. They're in the process of divorce. They spend most of their time completely alone. Yeah. Uh, and one of the one of the best chapters of the life of this Franklin group was during those years when we had a Samson house available, where guys who were in oh, that yeah. situation could all live together. Yeah. Yep. And pull each other through. I've forgotten about that. I would love to see that as an ongoing. Yeah. Uh, ministry. Yeah. I was your first resident. Were you really? Yeah. <laughs> it, it hadn't quite become the Samson house. I think I was the pilot project. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. If it makes you feel any better, there's no longer a Samson house. <laughs> <laughs> you broke it. <laughs> uh, no, it was that uh, what broke it was the was the housing crash. <laughs> Couldn't afford to keep up two two mortgages. But for for the listeners that don't know, Jamie is white. <laughs> and so my question going into his musical uh, world is how does a white kid from Bakersfield end up doing rap and hip hop? Uh, not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, that's a question I've dealt with for years. Um, and, and it's a good question. You know, I came by it honestly. I, you know, I grew up in a big house in on this, eight mile. Right. <laughs> Six bedroom trailer. Uh, no, yeah, I grew up, I grew up in, you know, in Bakersfield in the suburbs. <clears throat> but I have I have older siblings and, you know, BC Boys was coming out, you know, Run DMC, like hip hop was How old are you? I'm 36. Okay. So we're about the same age. Yeah. yeah so so I was like 5 6 years old, I started listening to rap music. Right. And um my parents were of course encouraging the Christian rap thing which started around 87 a lot of that stuff started coming out and yeah. even though some of it yeah. was pid the dynamic twins yeah yeah i and believe it or not i like i know a lot of those dudes um i grew up with all of this stuff and i was emulating it and you know before i knew it when i was freshman in high school i got arrested doing graffiti so mm-hmm. i was emulating a little too much mm-hmm. um so mom and <laughs> mom and dad kind of scaled back on how much they encouraged the rap side of things but no i started writing rap songs when i was 12 recorded my first record at 13 um put out a record i never released one at 13 thank god um <laughs> I put one out at 16 and then I started uh, Royal Ruckus at 17 and we have, we have never stopped being a group, even if we have kind of semi uh, retired from time to time. Yeah. So what, cause, cause you guys did something like three, four years ago. Is that right? Yeah. We, we Is put out, about a, right? we put out a record in 2011. Okay. Fine. Um, but you know, basically from, we, we had a record deal for a while. That's how I ended yeah. up in Nashville, how I met Nate. Um, from 2002, 2003-ish to the present, we haven't put out anything that was all new material. Right. So this record that, we're, that we've worked on is uh, all new material. Not only that, it's basically two albums. Huh. Yeah. You're like a double length or it's two separate albums that you're putting out at different times? It, it, it's coming out as one album called okay. The Summer of the Cicadas. It was cool. originally written as two albums, one for the group and a solo album. Huh. But the more we wrote it, it, it felt like it was... Um, it was one record. It was yeah. like, here's part A, and then here's the aftermath of part A. Yeah. So. Almost, almost outcastish speak speaker box and. Uh, yeah, yeah. I forget the name of the second record. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh yeah, yeah. Speaker box. <laughs> <laughs> 
it, it, it's it's a lot like that. Um, now, except here's one thing that that's different in. Um, Act one or disc one, however sure. you want to put it, we actually tell a story. It, it, huh. It's a love story and it ends badly. Uh, it's not as autobiographical as you might imagine right. from what I just said. <laughs> <laughs> but what's interesting when you get to disc two is that is very autobiographical huh. and it is the aftermath of uh, of the failed love story. Oh, wow. And and it's it's very Samson esque, really. Uh, disc two because it's it's um, subtitled "The Lone Gunman," hmm. which is both singular and plural. Mm-hmm. And what I tease out in there is the uh, the tension between being an individual and living in community. Huh. And so, like disc two has tons of guest spots because I wanted to capture that uh, that we're doing this all together. We're dealing with our daddy issues together, the brokenness right. of the relationship uh, that was in act one and um, learning how to do life together and wrestle with uh, death. Mm. All all the things you're going all the way, (laughs) all the way. My 14 year old has, has always loved rap. And when we'd be on road trips, he'd play his favorite man, Andy Minio songs. And, and uh, we would, I'd ask him what it's about and he wouldn't be quite sure. So he'd pull up the lyrics and I was really struck by how much you can put into a rap song as far as content and deep meaning. Uh, so it's, it's far more pastoral in a lot of ways. So how, how do you approach that? Cause you're talking about some deep things that are in these songs. Is that part of what attracts you to this art form that you can, you can lay out a chunk of a thought in yeah. one song. It's, it's really expressive. I mean, that that's the thing is it, it, it's not just a simple <clears throat> pop tune. It, it it goes deeper and, and you have the ability to express a lot more. Some rappers choose not to use that vehicle in that way. Some rappers use, use it for very shallow things. But like you mentioned, I mean, you can pack a lot in a rap song. And when, when we composed 30 rap songs, <laughs> for our double album uh, believe it or not despite having 30 songs we had to cut some songs mm-hmm. i mean be- because it's just you don't want to say too much yeah. yeah wow so i think one of the things as a guy that also in that same way like really grew up loving hip-hop yeah you know introduced to it through the beastie boys and run dmc and i mean just on and on and on yeah <clears throat> i think one of the things that I'm noticing now in in hip hop is that it may have been there like for a while is this not just social commentary because I think that's always been there right but like this concept album thing that seems to be happening in hip hop yeah. like Kendrick put out uh, to pimp a butterfly total concept record right. Right. Um, Swoop who I I would guess label a Christian artist did did one called Cinema. That's a conversation with like him and the devil. Well, I just ruined it for everybody that hadn't heard it, but whatever. (laughs) Um, But that seems to be a thing that isn't really happening in pop music or, or rock music. Mm -hmm. As the album goes away. Yeah. Yeah. But it's something that's really, I think starting or people are experimenting with. Right. In in hip hop, and it sounds like you guys are doing that. Say like, this sounds like a concept album. It it, it really is. I I think that uh, we need more of that. Because a lot of times it's just a random collection of songs. Right. Now, where I actually got the idea was uh, Pedro the Lion. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, David Bazan 
was notorious for doing concept albums. And I remember his uh, album Control, he told a very tragic story of a marriage that fell apart and affairs and all kinds of mm-hmm. things going on in there. Very depressing record, by the way, but it was, <laughs> but it was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. And when we were trying to conceive of how do we do our final album, we were throwing around some ideas. I was, I was listening to NPR. Uh, I was actually down in Miami on a business trip and li- listening to all, all songs considered. Oh. And they, they put a bunch of songs on that particular episode that were from bands that hadn't been around in a while. Mm-hmm. And the co-hosts, made a passing comment. They should call this the summer of the cicadas because all of these bands are coming out. We haven't heard from them forever. And they're just coming out and making a bunch of noise. Hmm. I started thinking about cicadas and I thought, you know, cicadas spend most of their life preparing to live. And then when they finally do live, it's a very full life, but it's very short. And, and then they, they, they perish. And with us being Royal ruckus, we've been dormant for so long. Right. I thought, let's build a concept around cicadas for this this record and it, it wasn't supposed to be a love story it turned right. into that as we were writing it because mm-hmm. we were trying to figure out how do you flesh out this metaphor but uh but rolling with that you know the whole idea of the the concept album i mean i think we need more of that i think it's yeah. it's creative it's interesting and but storytelling you know, i mean like exactly. long like long form musical storytelling exactly you know um and, yeah. and Kenny Lamar is great at that. Like, yeah. But I think like one of the things for, for listeners that maybe don't dig hip hop. Um, yeah. Boy, that sounds like the whitest thing I've ever said. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I think one of the things, like, I think there's a perception that, that rap music is like, gosh, money cash hoes to, to yeah. quote Jay-Z. Yeah. And I think there is still an element of that. Right. But there's so much quality hip hop that is social commentary. And even that is social commentary. Sure. But that is, I mean, guys like propaganda, yeah. um, that he's a spoken word poet. That's got his masters in, I forget what it's in. Like he's a smart, smart dude yeah. that talks about things like in a gospel way at a human level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, even, even secular guys like Kendrick Lamar and, yeah. and now I, I lose other names. It's, it's it's a really uh, diverse musical genre. Yeah. Um, that maybe doesn't appeal to everybody, but I mean, black metal doesn't appeal to everybody either. Right. Um, I think there's, I think there's a lot of really cool things going on in, in hip hop. Yeah. Um, well, I, so, I'm yeah. trying to develop a taste um, <laughs> really. And I, I'm making progress on hip hop <laughs> and sushi. Both. <laughs> um, and I think our listeners. Wow. What? I'm sorry. No, and, no, I was just laughing at you. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, with you or yeah. near you. Something like that. I, I feel like I need to press up a T-shirt that says "Hip Hop and Sushi." <laughs> I feel like that would sell well. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. <laughs> well, uh, our listeners are going to get a chance to cultivate um, their uh, um, artistic sensibilities. I'm sure that a sizable percentage of our listeners already are hip hop uh, fans. But even if you're not a hip hop fan, listen closely to uh, the lyrics of this song by uh, Jamie Bennett, uh, 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 Royal Rock.
Woke up this morning, bright light come through my window Had a sinking feeling that I am in a limbo On my own in regret, wonder where my friends go Stuck in between, lonely what it is my friends know Always trying to be better, change up all the things Writing letters to myself about pulling on my strings Grow here, grow there, pull myself up on my straps A few beers with the homies and I'm back up in the traps Getting into flaps with friends, throw it in the wrath Asking God for scraps, knowing I didn't do the math I'll never find my way without companions in a map Resolve, find and be a true friend on the path Show me the needs of a brother So do the seeds of another life Stuck in the thoughts of the other If we're gonna go down, we're gonna go down alright of a brother, so do the seeds of another life, stuck in the thoughts of the other, if we're gonna go down, we're gonna go down alright. This girl, she is my best friend, she's made quite the impression Became a quick companion, and scooped up my affections Not a thing beats our connection, my number one selection Don't see her imperfections, only see my predilections But my heart, she keeps a messing, with every little stepping Always second guessing, touch her hand, I want the resting She says she likes me, but advances get rejection Can we make an exception, a little indiscretion? She says that's too confusing, my ego gets a bruising Love is oozing out my pores, I got a bad infection Change of my direction, be her friend by election Darling, my hands hold not a weapon Now she's in a depression And crying on my shoulder Of course I'm gonna hold her Give her a kind reception But the very act of that moves heat like a convection Resolved, pray for resurrection Show me the needs of a brother So do the seeds of another life Stuck in the thoughts of the other If we're gonna go down, we're gonna go down alright of a brother, so do the seeds of another life, stuck in the thoughts of the other, if we're gonna go down, we're gonna go down alright. Getting crazy, passing laws that are so shady Against the men and ladies who don't have a home If the streets are where you roam, police are getting cagey Homeless hate lives, men to protect and to save me Safe from what? From a man who needs a meal From a woman who's broke With homeless boys and girls Call them human pigeons Ignore their poor conditions Hope they'll go away soon To end or rescue missions Undefiled religion cares For widows and orphans Poor men, homeless, those without a fortune Portions in the soup line, economic disproportion the anomic intervention, seeing Christ in contortions Look past the distortion, see an icon in his face Homeless and hungry, God bless, show some grace Starting in this place, I'ma show some kindness Resolve, never turn an eye of blindness Show me the needs of a brother So do the seeds of another life Stuck in the thoughts of the other If we're gonna go down, we're gonna go down alright Show me the needs of a brother So do the seeds of another life Stuck in the thoughts of the other If we're gonna go down, we're gonna go down alright Alright, we are back uh, Jamie, thanks for coming and hanging out with us and sharing the music with yeah, us. Yeah, thanks I'm, for having me. I'm excited awesome. to hear more. 
Um, it's been five long years since I bought my last Royal Ruckus <laughs> album. Um, so yeah, where that's can they get it, it, Jamie? Yeah, tell yeah, let's do that. that where where can uh, the fine listeners of the Pirate Monk podcast? Yeah, uh, it's available for pre-order right now at summerofthecicadas.com. But tell us how to spell yeah. cicadas. Cicadas is C I C A D A S. Okay, and uh, it will be available in January, pretty much everywhere you can get music digitally. Cool. But I do recommend going conventional and ordering a CD. We got some pretty cool packaging. Are you guys doing vinyl as well? Want to? Okay. Want to? Cool. I got to do a few more shows to raise the money. Right. Right. <laughs> but, cool. And and you've got a Christmas release. We're oh, gonna yeah. circle oh, back yeah. around. Song. Good yeah. point. Yeah. So we've we've got a three song Christmas disc available on the website, or you can just listen to it on Spotify or Apple Music. Cool. And we're also one of the songs is featured on a compilation called "No Sleep Till Christmas" huh. by Invisible Library Records. It's a great collection <laughs> of songs. Cool. All, All right. right. That's awesome. Thanks, guys. So uh, that about does it. For um, for this episode of the Pirate Monk Podcast, <clears throat> if we don't talk to you between now and Christmas, we hope you guys have a very Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. Uh, so, I'm Newton. I'm Nate. I'm Mark. And I'm Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Jamie. Yeah. And that's Jamie. We're your friends. And thanks for listening to yeah. another episode of the Pirate Monk Podcast. Got some things on my mind. Coming up on Christmas time. It's been a lot of years, it's been a lot of time. Life is like a climb, grab that nook on the incline. Don't let go for your life, don't let go bless your time. There comes a time for all when we cannot hang around. It's Christmas time in Boynton Beach. Mama's cooking chicken, but she's out of reach. She's on the left coast, I stayed home in Florida. Chose to be alone and pray for the Lord to be my Christmas gift Cause I'm feeling adrift, feel waiting mortality which is fit with live Holiday formalities, car crash fatalities Next year I outlive dead, messed up dualities Joy and pain, not the same, but they mix like pain Create a new color so some things are gained This year left me dream, my best girl walked away Did everything I could to be good and to convey That I can, but I swear it all vanished like air but if I'm learning from life, I'm no worse for the wear Now I'm confused about home and what it is in sight Is it where I grew up or where I sleep at night? It's been a lot of years, it's been a lot of time Life is like a climb, grab that nook on the incline Don't let go for your life, don't let go lest you're done There comes a time for all when we cannot hang or run It's been a lot of years, it's been a lot of time Life is like a climb, grab that nook on the incline Don't let go for your life, don't let go lest you're done To run a grand, I put back upon my head that royal ruckus crown. All I want for Christmas is my boy Flatline. We made a double album, it's about dang time. Homies over there, and I am over here. But we storm another steel like we wore some musketeers, like Rose Pierre. We incorruptible, but I stand against that dude that state's destructible. All I want for Christmas is no president. Can we get Congress to dissolve their torments? Fomenting this mess, media creating stress. Facebook comments, nauseating work distress. Gotta love my neighbor, whether Donald or the age. Put away my lightsaber, forgive the KKK. All I want for Christmas is peace above all things Return their hate with love, I would die for the exchange It's been a lot of years, it's been a lot of time
is the revolution. Beauty will save the world. It's been a lot of years, it's been a lot of time. Life is like a climb, grab that nook on the incline. Don't let go for your life, don't let go lest you're done. There comes a time for all when we cannot hang or run. It's been a lot of years, it's been a lot of time. Life is like a climb, grab that nook on the incline. Don't let go for your life, don't let go lest you're done. There comes a time for all when we cannot hang or run. Yeah, World Rock is coming back at you with that Christmas jam.